Talk Radio 96.7. Let's ready to talk some sports with the guys from Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism. Sports Central is the name of the show and the first segment brought to you by Haven Coffee Roasters. Here's your host this afternoon, Neil Duncan. Hey everybody, welcome to Sports Central on this rainy Thursday afternoon. It's a good good day for us, a cup of Haven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm renaming you, okay? Yeah. It's Neil and the Jack Attack. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's what it's going to be. So uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in on this rainy Thursday. So much going on. We've uh, talked about it over the last couple of weeks, and uh, we'll get to the local events in our fourth segment, talking about the things that have been recruited uh, into Polk County. As we always say, they don't just show up. They don't just you know appear. Uh, these events have to be recruited here, that economic impact and those dollars being spent in our community. Uh, we'll get to that in our fourth segment. Uh, our second and third segment uh, coming up will actually be uh, with Joseph St. Germain. And if you're a loyal listener, listener to Sports Central, you know he comes on each year right before the season. We might have been cutting it as close as we could uh, to the NFL season because he comes on. He's kind of our our guru, if you will, of fantasy football. So I'm looking forward to that. At, at, by far, probably one of our most popular segments is Joe talking fantasy football. Probably should have had him on prior to my draft, uh, <laughs> judging by the grade that I got in the draft, but that's okay. We'll talk about that. But leading off the big show here, I uh, do want to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, unbelievable to look at the Major League Baseball standings. At the beginning of August, I believe, is the statistic I saw, they were behind the Yankees by 50, it was either 15 or 16 games Five games out on September 8th. Unreal. Unbelievable. And again, a Rosarena still. Uh, mm-hmm. A home run yesterday. I think he did not get a home run yesterday. So stuck at 19 home runs, but playing lights out. Uh, just the pitching staff is improving with folks coming back. And, of course, Wander Franco coming off the DL, going to join them uh, being an extra bat. So it's going to be a, a fun last few weeks. Yeah, there's only 27 games left in the season. Probably not enough real estate to make up that five games. Um, But really what they have to look at is the fact that um, even where they are, uh, they're at a game and a half up in the the, uh, standings for that first uh, wild card position. Seattle is a half game behind them, and then Toronto uh, is behind that. Uh, So really, Toronto beating Baltimore over the last few days, now Bart, no, excuse me. Baltimore is four and a half games back. Minnesota has slid to seven and a half back in the wild card. So you got to feel comfortable that the Rays are going to be back in the playoffs. Uh, probably not enough uh, real estate, as I said, to catch uh, the Yankees. But I think it's a combination of unbelievable play by the Rays, but the Yankees are slipping. The, the Yankees are slipping, and the Rays are peaking at the right time and getting some good arms back uh, off the DL uh, at the right time to really kind of bolster the pitching. Uh, they're going to look scary at the to uh, anyone in the playoffs. Sure, enough about that. Because tonight <laughs> is the kickoff. You know, I was so excited. Uh, week zero, which I don't understand in college football. Why just call it week one and then adjust the schedule? So week zero. Then you had week one last week. Yes, my Florida State Seminoles are two and zero. Just going to throw that in there. Yes, the Gators won. That's fine. Whatever. But I've always said if 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 Miami, Florida, and Florida State, if the team, the big three, and then occasionally you have UCF rise up and, yep. and USF back in the day. Not so much now. <laughs> uh, back in the day. Um, not necessarily a big four or a big five. I don't think we're there yet. And. 
good luck to those programs. UCF, you can claim a national championship. You didn't actually win one, but um, not by the system that was in place. Yep, yep. Really good teams. Yes. But uh, anyways, that started. Uh, so week two will be coming I'm, I'm this I'm surprised weekend. you're saying big three. Why? There's 11 national championships amongst that group. Yeah, but Miami, it's been a while. But Miami has the most. I so know, Florida and Florida State. Florida State and Florida fans need to remember, they have six combined national championships. Miami has five of their own. And and we will get vicious text messages shortly from our from our U fans. But it's, uh, it's been it's been a while. Well, they're not back until they actually do something. To your point, really, any of the three of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but NFL football kicks off tonight. Buffalo at the Los Angeles Rams. That's at eight twenty, uh, and then Sunday you have the Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady was cited for roughly a quarter uh, this preseason, uh, and that was uh, uh, that was last week. That's but, all he needs. He finishes a fresco on the sidelines, runs in, throws listen. a touchdown. Forty-five. He he's had. 20 more years of experience than almost anyone else on the field. So uh, what more does he need? I don't know who handles PR for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they need a raise, and they're genius. Here's why. I believe there's a serious smokescreen that was put out there to slow the conversation prior to the game, take the focus away from Tom Brady, because we're reading that Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin says he'll be a game-time decision, but grateful for progress from his ACL tear. I, I, I'm I still just, speechless over it. It is unbelievable. So at the, oh, sorry, I thought we had someone on the line there, but yeah. uh, he could possibly play in game one, which is Sunday night football when the, the Buccaneers are uh, at Dallas. Yeah. And they had predicted him being, what, three or four weeks into the season at best. And now he it tore looks like... the ACL and the MCL in week 15 yeah. last year. It's unbelievable. He had surgery. What was it, like December 19th with Dr. James Andrews? Um, he can't, yeah, I, I don't remember what the timeline was, but he returned to practice on the fifth, which was just basically individual drills, began some seven on seven work, August 16th, and then actually in practice on August 22nd, the fact that he might be playing in game one, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just happened to glance over at my phone and, uh, yes, I have a mad Miami fan. Who was it? If they're going to text you, let's, let's call them out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, listen, there's nothing to be mad about. You run the table. You continue the recruiting that Crystal Ball has had. You do those things. But until you actually win games that maybe either you're supposed to or you weren't supposed to and run the table, it doesn't matter. Look, I was kind of – Florida State had the chance to go up by three touchdowns on LSU, and then they had the turnover, and, and we all know how that, that worked out. Ended up winning by blocking an extra point. Still can't believe that they didn't go for two, but that's neither here nor there. Florida State had a chance to put their boot on LSU's throat and, and be done with this. Okay, So then I was kind of taken back by, the, oh, they're not very mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. and LSU's I'm like, Wait a minute. And then I saw the best analogy I've ever seen. And I think this is true for all sports as you're trying to get back. Okay, our beloved Tigers here, yep. they're trying to get back to where they were in the World Series. There's You get blown out. There's level four. You're terrible. Yep. There's level three where you lose by a little bit, but you're getting better. There's level two where you win by a little bit that you maybe should have won by a little more. Okay. And then there's level one. You start beating everyone really bad. Right, right. I'm like, oh, level two, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, there. I mean, the Miami's in the same boat. In the same boat, and there's good, and then there's good and lucky. So, uh, and yeah, I, no, we're good. He, yeah. So we just got to go to a break in a second, but you're right, and I think that's true at any level. So if you're building a youth program and maybe you're not as talented as maybe mm-hmm. the other program or the these these uh, all these events that are brought into Polk County, there's different levels of of talent. Um, you build and you start reaching for the next level. And I think on the collegiate level, there's so much pressure to fix it right now. And then pros, so much pressure to fix it right now that you take the shortcuts and maybe it's not sustainable over the long haul. If you're at Miami, you have been told that you will be in contention or you have told the public that you will be in contention every year for the past four years. Yeah. Well, let me let me go ahead. We're, we got to head to break, yep. but let me give an example. Jimbo Fisher came in and did a quick turnaround of Florida State. It was not sustainable. That's why they the dumpster fire that they were. You've got to give these coaches time. But speaking of time, we're out of time in this first segment. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk fantasy football with Joseph St. Germain. You're listening to Sports Central on Talk 96.7. Hey, let's get back to more of Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Second segment's up, and it's sponsored by Life Floor. Now let's get back to more with Neil and Jack. Oh, sorry. I was checking my fantasy football lineup. Apologize, Eric. That bad, huh? Won't you cover it for the next few minutes? I'm going to make sure I'm good here before I talk to you, uh, Joseph. <laughs> he, no, needs, he needs more than the next few minutes on this lineup. <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Central. Uh, Neil Duncan and Jack Attack. That's, yeah. that's your new name. That's just <laughs> what it is. Okay. That's where we're going to be. You know, we invited our... Our first guest, our only guest, really, we're going to keep him on for a couple segments. And then I asked him, I said, hey, send me a little bit of information, you know, for the intro. And he sent it to me. And I'm like, well, we don't need him on the show. <laughs> Joseph St. Germain got his doctorate I was in sports say psychology from Florida State, which he redeemed himself being Florida State, but has been playing fantasy football so long, his league had to pour through the USA Today to figure out or to determine who won each week. So, like I had said earlier... It was probably back when they called it rotisserie football. That only makes me hungry. Well, I'll, hey, that was that was. The Anyways, Baltimore Sports Central, Joseph, you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. It's uh, I, I don't miss those USA Today mornings, but you know, it's when you're when you're 12 years old. That's just what you got to do to make sure to see if you want. Hold on, you were 12, or are you just trying to make yourself younger? No, I mean I'm. That's thirty years ago now. But uh, also, I'm from, I'm I'm from a tiny little town where it's like if I wasn't playing basketball or football, I was watching basketball or football. So that was basically the option. So that's he, he, here we are. His his first quarterback he drafted was Steve Grogan. That's not true. Uh, no, it was it was it actually it was Brett Favre, which is tough as a Vikings fan. But it was uh, no, that was even before Brett Favre. Anyways, you, and, you're and right. Bre- and, and Brett Favre then had been in the league for 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He, it was he, Brady. He in, yeah, he was winning winning uh, football championships with uh, Vince Lombardi. He was in the league that long. But you know, it's it, it's fun. That's why we do this. You know. So I have a hard time believing that any of our listeners don't know what fantasy football is. But just a little 15-second, this is what it is, and then let's get into the 2022 season. No, no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you, we're, we're quantifying it with yards and, and, and touchdowns and whatnot. I mean, ultimately, what do we do here? We always make things games. We want winners. We want losers. And, 
Well, for, for those of us who can't actually play it at that elite level, and God bless those who can, right. I, I, still want to, I still want a vested interest on Sundays, if you will. It's funny you say that, a vested interest. So you can be a fan with all this technology we have out there. And I remember what you're talking about, like checking scores. When you know we grew up in, in the Manhattan, Kansas area, so followed Kansas State, but then we moved back to Indiana. So it was before really the the – the machine of ESPN and all that came along, you would check the newspaper for scores. So this is what you were talking about. It's the same thing for statistics and all that. But talking about a vested interest in the sport, I think it has been good for uh, the National Football League having this because I know more about teams in the league now than I probably would otherwise because, you know, I'm a Buccaneers fan. I don't care what the kicker for the Rams does tonight, but I do tonight because he's my kicker. No, 100%. And even if you go back to, like, when you first started watching football, to think about the, you just mentioned Tampa, you wouldn't know Rashad White and all those backups. But now it, I need to know who Rashad White is because if Fournette goes down, he's going to be the number one waiver pickup tomorrow, and he's probably already on a team already in your leagues because just in case that guy gets hurt, this young rookie looks promising. So let's get it. What do you think the – and we're going to have to go to a break in a minute, but you do have time to stick around, correct? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, perfect. So what do you think the number one mistake someone who's just getting into fantasy football? So I would think, and if, if it hasn't happened, I don't know, they got bigger problems. But So the drafts have happened, okay? But what is the number one mistake that uh, new players to fantasy football make early in the season? Is it being impatient? Maybe somebody's not producing that you thought was, and they're going to drop them, and then they end up exploding down the, down the line for someone else in your league. What's the number one mistake that's made? Yeah, at this point, I mean, there's a lot of things I could say about the draft, but it's already happened, so it's a moot point now. But it's, I, I see it. I remember my sister first started playing, and uh, she, it was one of those years where a Cowboys wide, it might have been Terrence Williams, scored three touchdowns in the first week, and she spent all, I need to use my waiver priority or my fab budget, depending on what you're, so I'm going to do everything I need to get this guy who blew up in week one and then he just doesn't do anything because it's it's football you know it's there's sure. always there's always variability um that's where i start you know like i said there's a lot of there's a lot of draft stuff there but i i do think the other thing is people are like oh i had my draft i'm done no 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 the people who win are the ones who are making those transactions always looking for trades always looking for something like there's a reason people start off bad but that may be because it's been a tough schedule and it opens up after week five so it's always it's a constant process if you're if you're just there for fun it's one thing but if you're trying to trying to win this thing it's 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 a year-long commitment so i'm going to ask you joe about my favorite fantasy football subject streaming positions Mm. do you have some some picks on that that you some feelings towards that uh, I mean, I stream, I almost stream kickers and defenses no matter what. Like, those are my last two picks no matter what. And I'm just going to, don't get me wrong, there's going to be some weeks where I can't get the top pick up. But most weeks, you can get a top five, top seven kicker defense just by looking at the waiver wire. And then for what it's worth, I'd, you know, if it was up to me, kickers wouldn't be in fantasy football. But that's a much longer conversation altogether. So we've only got about a minute before we got to go to to the break, but you're saying in your draft you don't pick up the defense and the kickers until or at all, and you just pick them up during the week. Uh, if if I'm allowed to, I do not draft a kicker or a defense for my draft because what I'll do is get a couple backup running backs or wide right. receivers in case there's an injury, and then in fact I got a couple leagues where I made sure I didn't have a anyone who I needed to kick tonight, so I'll be picking up my kickers and defense on Friday or Saturday. Just hmm. don't get me wrong. 
it's not that they don't score, but the variability of that changes so much. It's, it's so tough. So it's just best to take the best with you got and let me load up on those running backs and wide receivers because that's bench, that bench depth is what's going to win you a championship. We actually had someone over a decade ago take a kicker like second or third round, and it has been the joke for the next decade about, <laughs> hey, who's got a kicker in round two or whatever. But, hey, hang tight, Joseph. We're going to come back. We're going to go go ahead and go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more fantasy football here on Sports Central. You're listening to Talk 96.7. Enjoying a perfectly dry studio, Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism, Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by Life Floor. And here's a very nice, dry Neil Duncan. <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Central. Neil Duncan and Jack Attack. Can I, can I call you that in the office? Sure. I'm, I'm still trying to control myself from the, the dry. All right. Stop. So uh, <laughs> we, before we went to the break, we were talking with Joseph St. Germain. Uh, about fantasy football, and he has been gracious enough to stick around for our third segment here. So we want to talk more fantasy football. And, uh, Joseph, thanks for your time, and we always appreciate this time. Um, do you use any of your degree in sports psychology when it comes to uh, fantasy football? Well, I mean, the it's not like I, I think – it's not like I'm looking at, like, oh, Christian McCaffrey's working with a sports psychologist that I know, and therefore he's in good shape. But um, a lot of my degree was <laughs> – uh, statistics and research methods, and that's right. As some of you know, that's what I do with my job. I, sure. I find stats, I apply it, create models. That works in my real life job, but it works. I've been doing it since I was twelve as a fantasy footballer. So, so the answer is indirectly yes. Well, and and we were talking about how fantasy football engages you more into the sport or into a yes. particular league, and and obviously it's more than just the NFL. There's fantasy and in, in all across the board. Mm-hmm. And, and I think and you talk about going back to being a 12-year-old or whatever, it's good for sports. So a ton of studies, a ton of research, all those things have shown that sports are good for youth to be involved in. And we also know, you talked about like the three of us, or if we want to include Eric as well, and none of us have the ability to be in the National Football League or the NBA or MLB or whatever. This is a way that you can be a part of sports. Now, it's not participating, so not everyone is actually athletically gifted so this is creating a fan base would you agree with that i agree 100 percent. because sports um sports made me who i am it taught me how to be a on a team and whatever and you know what have you and then just playing sports and how do you how do you socialize with people how do you get the best out of people what have you and yeah it's, it's what i've always loved and now it's a way for me to compete in a, in a world you'll be shocked to hear as a 42 year old i wouldn't be excited about playing quarterback in the nfl i would just probably die <laughs> um, so I, but this allows me to compete in a way. And, and frankly, you know, I imagine, I don't know what leagues you folks are in, but a lot of them are the friends, relatives or what have right. you. You get, you get to play for bragging rights and it's, and it's fun and it, it really brings you into the sport. And it's what I've always, always loved about it. Listen, Brady and I are the same age. I can barely make it to the breakfast table, let alone, uh, <laughs> back onto the field in the NFL. You should hear him groan coming up the stairs in the, uh, in the office. No, I was going to say the, the, the other great thing about sports, uh, whether in, and especially fantasy football is math skills. Uh, you know, it isn't all, you know, uh, now it is, you know, mostly broken down on your computer, but, Sure. Back when Joseph was doing it, oh, you had to try with a, to with yeah. a pencil and 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 a piece of paper and maybe a abacus. Um, 
<laughs> you know, it, it took a little bit more uh, calculation. Well, I think. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's like don't. Not, nothing wrong with a good advocate. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But, yeah it, 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 <laughs> Struck it's him at his core. Because before, I, I I always felt I had advantage because I was just better at getting information. Now mm-hmm. all the information's out there. Sure. So the the advantages are elsewhere. You know. So, but at the same time, if you if you stay on top of it, there's always there's always an edge somewhere. So some of the takeaways I've taken from this thus far is. Stay away from the kickers and the defense because you're going to at least get five to six points the, the through note, something. The note is Joe hates kickers. Yeah, next. Right, right. So can we turn off Jack's mic? Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, patience. Patience is a virtue in this league. Like anything else you do, um, don't be quick to have that knee-jerk reaction to someone blowing up on a particular Sunday that maybe is available um, and, and then – supersede the rest of your roster with that person and then wonder why it didn't happen on two consecutive Sundays. Is that correct? Yeah, and it, it, it's it's the same with folks on your bench right now. So, like, to use an example, like Mike Davis for the Ravens might have a better week this week because you have Dobbins is unsure, you know, Gus Edwards. He might be the number one running back for the Ravens. I mean, he's a good guy to start, but he's probably not going to win your league for you. Whereas the example I mentioned earlier, Rashad White, he's got a, he's got a role in the Tampa Bay offense. But if Fournette gets gets hurt, he can win you a league. And that was the same thing with kickers and defenses. None of those guys are going to win you the league. And I'm not I'm not playing for fourth or sixth. I'm playing to win. So right. you you got to you got to focus on those guys who can win you the league if if things go your way. So that that's yes, I, I agree with you. Well, I'm not going to tell you whose team this is, okay? But what do you say to Tom Brady? Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, George Little, um, Amon St. Brown, and then Matt Gay and the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not going to say who it is. I, I am looking at my phone, though. <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, I, I like whoever this team's uh, person's team is because, like, McCaffrey's been this really interesting player this year that he is, I don't want to say objectively, but on a game-per-game basis, he just scores so many points, it's absurd. But because he's gotten hurt two years in a row, people think they can predict injuries in the NFL. Sure. That's, that's really tough because it's, it's the NFL. We know people are going to get hurt, but if you can predict who's going to get hurt, you'd right. be sitting on your yacht. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, not how it, that's not how it works. So he's one of those guys that have gotten so much this year I mean, I, in one league, I got him at seventh or eighth overall, and I'm like, well, thank you. You know, if he gets hurt, what are you going to do? That's how it goes. But on a per-game basis, he's, he's your guy. So whoever that team was, Neil, whoever it was, I, I, I'm in. I like it. Good. And now that you've said that, it's my team. <laughs> I, I had a feeling it might be. Yeah. I had a feeling it might be. And you called it what, the, the over 40 crowd? I call it the jack attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. Yes, I'm, I'm putting it all in. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's me turning the age that I am this year, and uh, I like the team. I'm just afraid that I liked the team three years ago. Like I'm afraid yeah. that maybe they're a bunch of three years ago guy with the, some of the the current ones sprinkled in. But uh, all right, give us some players. Uh, again, we've already done the drafts, but who are some people out there that maybe you think are hidden gems that uh, might 
be added to a roster and might be valuable down the road as injuries occur, because inevitably they will occur, who are some of those people that maybe you should stash on your bench? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. Like uh, During the break, I picked up A.J. Green in a couple of leagues, not because I really like him, but he was a guy I needed to plug and play because it sounds like Rondale Moore may not play for the first couple of weeks, and that team is already missing um, uh, Hopkins. So he's a guy that I'm trying to pick up Hope he has a couple of good weeks, and then I'm going to try to flip him for something else. Um, so, so that like that was one that I literally did a few minutes ago. Um, and then, like, it's tough to be sleep. It, it used to be a, a sleeper was a six rounder, but now I really focus on a lot of. It depends on how your roster is constructed. It's like if you if you're deep at running back, try to find the wide receivers who could help you. Uh, I tend to draft wide, a lot of wide receivers, so I'm looking at the the Rashad Whites, the AJ Dillons. The guys who have some value on a week-to-week basis in case I need to throw them in the flex because we have some bye weeks. But if uh, Aaron Jones gets hurt for the Packers, A.J. Dillon becomes an auto top-five player in the league. Those are the guys. And then it also depends on your scoring system. If you have McKissick for Washington and it's a standard scoring league, meh. If even a if you're in a point per reception league, McKissick becomes really interesting. So that also depends on your scoring structure. So do you worry about handcuffs? The 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 idea that you you know have a star and then pick up the the backup just in case, or, or is that not something that you worry about? I I'll say it this way: I used to think about it a lot more. Um, in in a way, I actually. I don't make a, like if I have Aaron Jones, I'm not, not making a point to take AJ Dillon, um, or I'm not making a point to make him. But sometimes they're just the best value. But other times I kind of like diversifying because if you have Aaron Jones and then you also have Rashad White and Fournette gets hurt, now you got two top ten running backs. And you know the thing is, week six is great, but I'm worried about weeks. 15, 16, 17, because that's where the championships are won. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to belabor the point of taking those backup running backs, but those are the ones we don't know who it's going to be. So um, it, those are the ones who tend to have some value this time of year. Whenever we interview a coach on this program or on our television version of Sports Central, I always like, okay, give me a prediction because we want to see. You know, and they always try to hide from it. So I'll see if you'll if you'll actually do this. Who ends up being the number one overall point scorer in fantasy football this year? If you go just by straight points, it's yep, going to straight. be a quarterback. Yep. So give me give me Josh Allen, or actually the guy who I get a lot of right now is Patrick Mahomes because it's like people forget, like they lose Tyree Kill and all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes will be bad. Right. Um, but the most valuable, I'll, I'm going to go with McCaffrey because I'm just going to gamble that he's healthy because on a points-per-game basis, which is the best metric because, again, I'm going under the assumption I cannot predict who's going to get hurt. He's my guy. Um, but at the same time, if Patrick Mahomes has a good year based upon all my leagues, um, well, I might call you for my yacht next year. <laughs> well, I just want to remind everybody I have Christian McCaffrey in my uh, in my on my team there, uh, so I'm going to hope that you uh, are correct in that, sir. Joseph, thank you so much for uh, tuning or calling in and being a part of Sports Central this week. And as always, we appreciate your insights into fantasy football, and we look forward to another year of it. It's my pleasure. Always enjoy it. All right, talk soon. Okay. Interesting stuff. 
Yeah, it's uh, good stuff, and uh, we always appreciate having them here. But we have to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more football and then maybe a few local events. You're listening to Sports Central on Talk 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7. Let's wrap it up here with the fourth and final segment of Sports Central brought to you by Party Rentals. Let's do it. Here's Jack and Neil. Jack Tech. <laughs> If I just keep saying it, it becomes a thing. Well, we ran a little long in other segments, so we don't have a whole lot of time uh, as we wrap things up. And, and we want to remind everybody, if you go to visitcentralflorida.org or centralfloridasports.com, you can get a full listing of, uh, of events going on in Polk County. Uh, but a couple of things. I know Brick or Treat, we were talking to Legoland earlier today. You weren't in that meeting, but I was. Yep. Uh, Brick or Treat, they're getting ready for it. When is it? Brick or Treat is September 24th to October 30th. This so is their, their celebration of fall. Yep. Their big, uh, really, it's it's their one of their biggest events of the year uh family friendly uh not so scary halloween event that uh, that really the special characters the the foods the drinks the pumpkin themed uh desserts uh really a uh, uh one of their keystone events yeah absolutely and then uh, as we flash forward into october uh some main things we talk about there's uh, just a little water ski event Legoland. Happening. So the opening ceremonies will be at Legoland as well. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, we've got the IWWF World Water Ski Show Tournament. It will be uh, teams from around the world competing on the lakes, on the uh, waters of uh, Winter Haven, Lake Silver in particular. Uh, and uh, it's really the best show skiers uh, in the world, as well as some of the best jumpers, some of the... Uh, because they'll be competing in more than just show ski. Show ski, for folks that aren't familiar with it, is really an hour-long entertainment event. So sure. it includes comedy, music, skit, announcer. I think uh, the key word there is entertainment. It really is. And the people that are really good at skiing, yes, but providing a show as well. And our tradition and the history in Polk County with Cypress Gardens – the Pope family and all that. Um, this is, as we've we've talked about on this show, and as you were just alluding to, the 100th anniversary, plus this event's coming in October, is kind of a culmination of all those efforts of replanting that flag of Central Florida's Polk County being the water ski capital of the world. And when you think about it, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where almost every theme park had a water ski show. Most of those water skiers yeah, came Universal from and, Universal yeah. and Bush and yep. Disney and all those water skiers, the vast majority of them, came from Central Florida. This is, if there is a sport that we can, you know, besides football and baseball and all the others, we can truly say a Central Florida sport is water skiing. Well, you look at Polk County and the, the rich history and agriculture, obviously citrus and farming and all that, and a great uh, display and uh, down at the Polk County History uh, museum in Bartow, uh, but there's another museum in Polk County up at the Welcome Center at I-4 and 27 uh, with the Water Ski Hall of Fame there, so it's a perfect tie-in. Yeah, both USA Water Skis Hall of Fame and the IWWF's wa- uh, Water Ski Hall of Fame. Um, the, truly the, 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 the best of the world in one place, interactive, uh, and, and still alive because it is a sport that is still growing and still setting records. We have a young lady from Florida Southern who uh, grew up in Tampa who is re- currently 
the best jumper in the world. Well, it's unbelievable. So go to the Welcome Center at I-427 or go to visit centralflorida.org or centralfloridasports.com. A lot of exciting stuff coming to Polk County. And I would even venture to say that that event in October is kicking off the next 100 years of water skiing, not only in the country, but in Polk County. For Eric Clark, I'm Neil Duncan, and Jack Attack, as he's been named today, <laughs> thank you for tuning into Sports Central. We'll see you next Thursday right here on Talk 96.7.